Is everybody okay? Anybody's ears bleeding besides mine? We're all good. All right. You're a marketplace pastor, okay? And what that means is that what we are saying, that when you come into this place of refuge, you're coming in for a drink. You're coming in to get recharged. You're coming in to get nourishment, to continue to go back out into the marketplace, which number one is your home. Then number two is wherever you spend most of your day. I don't know what that is. It, wherever you spend most of your day, gang, that's where the world gets to experience the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so what we do is that we're saying, hey, th there is a reason for the resurrection. It's because, you see, our belief in the resurrection equips us with the Holy Spirit of Christ within us. It's a major <laughs> source of movement in our life. If there was no need for it, then there would have been no need for the day that we're celebrating today. And the thing I love about you guys is that you celebrate him every day and how you live life. And it's one of our favorite words here. It's believe. And, and if you look at how we spell the word, we spell believe with live capitalized within the word. And so what we're reminding folks is that you will live out who you believe you are in the moment. I'm going to say that again. You will live out who you believe you are in the moment of whomever you're in front of. So when you know without a shadow of a doubt that you are so secure in Christ's acceptance, that you are so secure with the Holy Spirit of Christ being within us and dwelled in us because of our yes to Jesus, then you, we will refrain. Look, gang, that's, so, that, that's screaming important. You will start to learn how to refrain from making other things and other someones your God. I battle it every day. And so when we're saying it's a safe place to say, you know what, I'm kind of battling that right now. Hence the resurrection. We go back to the empty tomb. We're equipped with the ability to say no to mom and say yes to God. Hallelujah for resurrection. <laughs> no, it's more than that. <laughs> it's crazy empowering. And so the way that you live life, that's why we want, when you come in here, my heart is for you to leave more encouraged than when you came in. Because life beats us up enough. I sure don't need to go to a place and get beat up. We do that a lot to ourselves. And so we're saying there's no need to do that. So I'm thankful that you're here. It's going to be crazy good. You ready? I'm going to be brief, gang. We know the story, right? Tomb's empty. I've had fun with that a little bit in my, in my mind. I'm going, well, one of the reasons that the stone was rolled over is because Jesus last night, he was just whooping the absolute crap out of the enemy. <laughs> An enemy trying to get away, and he said, oh, boy, the old stone rolled up. You can't go nowhere. I got you. <laughs> and he comes out of that thing forever for death to be defeated. Yes. Death to be defeated. Man, so crazy. So I thought what would be cool is that I had this queued up for last week. And uh, Lil' Everly made her triumphant entry. Last week, that was Palm Sunday, so if, you, if you've been around this thing called Christian Dominion at all, you know that last Sunday was triumphant entry, right? Our little grandbaby came in. 
and she made her triumphant entry. And, and so I thought, I said, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm just going to hang in here with this and and because uh, I believe it fits. Because any time that we talk about Jesus and his intentionality in living life, then it always fits, regardless of the scene, regardless of where he is in it, and we get to glean from him, right? And so I thought in the, in the um, you know, prequels are big deal right now, right? Prequels, sequels, what are some of the other words? I don't know. You know, now we got movies going inside of movies and flip, you know, Batman before he was Batman and I get so freaking lost in the Star Wars thing. I'm just, I'm, now I'm going shoggy. Whenever we go to Star Wars, you got to go with me, you know, and I'm over asking 5,000 questions and, and so we've got sequels inside of sequels or is this a prequel or is this a sidebar story? Could you just kind of fill in some of the gaps for me here? And, and so in the frame of it, I'm thinking, well, there's th this book here, all of, on the left-hand side, the Old Testament, that's somewhat of a prequel to the moment of Jesus, right? So we, can, we see Jesus came, and then we, could, we can go back and see, well, man, these cats were talking about him 500 years earlier, thousands of years earlier. Everybody in the left-hand side of the book from Adam, when every sin came through him, and then when every sin went out. Gang, you've got to hang on to that. Resurrection. Resurrection. If every sin came through Adam, then every sin went out through Jesus. Every one of them, including yours, including the people that you're living life with. And you can constantly remind them of that going, hey, whatever that is that keeps you from going to that table that Jesus sacrificed himself for, you can let go of that one. Because it's done with. It's finished. It's tetelestai. And so Zechariah talks about this taking away 500 years prior to Jesus coming on the scene. And remember when Jesus came on the scene, he said, look gang, he said, all of the writings, all of the writings, all of the writings are coming true through me. So what are those writings? Well, for most of the world gang, we don't know. Alright? And that's not a bad place to be. We were talking about last night. It's not a sin not to know something. Right? Amen. And so we get to help encourage one another and going, hey, look, when a world out there is really looking at us, at these folks that love Jesus, and going, I really don't quite understand why y'all get so hyped up on this day. Well, you'll leave today knowing just a little bit more. And as we're living life, we're going, look, there was this separation at one point. But there was always someone that was going to take away the separation and have unity forever and ever. His name is Jesus. The man has risen. He is alive. He stays alive. And then the world out there knows he's alive and how he's alive in us. And so look just for a second at Zechariah. <laughs> oh my gosh. We were talking that Star Wars. Has anybody seen Rogue One before we go to Zechariah? I see it. It's so stinking cool. You got to take Shraggy with you. So anyway, one of the scenes in it is, is this guy going, the, the force is with me and I am one with the force. The force is with me and I am one with the force. The force is with me and I am one with the force. And I couldn't help as soon as he started saying that, I'm going, dang, that's Jesus. 
That's the Holy Spirit. The force is with me and I am one with the force. The force is with me and I am one with the force. And so when you're at work and when you're at school and you're just getting twisted all upside down, we can go, the force is with me and I am one with the force. <laughs> Isn't that good? <laughs> yes. Because it's the truth. The force is with me. And so Zachariah is saying, look, here comes this guy that's going to take all the crazy away. So we can believe that the force is with me and I am one with the force. The force is with me and I am one with the force. So it's Zechariah 9. You're just going to go there for a second. If you're on a screen, find that. Zechariah 9 is some 500 years before Jesus makes his triumphant entry. We're just going to go back a few days in this setting and see why Jesus came in in such a triumphant way. All right, Zechariah 9, verse 9. Rejoice, O people of Zion. Shout in triumph, O people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous, which that means accepted. He is righteous and victorious, yet he is humble, riding on a donkey. Riding on a donkey's coat. Colt. I will remove the battle chariots from Israel and the war horses from Jerusalem. I will destroy all weapons used in battle, and your king will bring peace to the nations. His realms will stretch from sea to sea, from the Euphrates River to the ends of the earth. And check this out, gang, verse 11. Because of the covenant I made with you, sealed with what? Blood. Resurrection day. Resurrection day. Resurrection day. I will free your prisoners from death in a waterless dungeon. Now, surely I'm not the only one that when you think of a triumphant entry, especially in this era, I'm, and they're saying, hey, Bivo, we want you to come into the city in a triumphant manner. My first thought is not to find a donkey. <laughs> I, sorry, I can't help but think of Shrek. Donkey. Hello, donkey. I, is anyone else like that? I mean, I've got black stallion on my mind. Where's the chariot? As a matter of fact, if you're going to go get one stallion, go get two of them. Because I'm coming in. But our guy, Jesus does exactly what Zachariah said he was going to do. And he tells the boys in John 12, so go over to John 12. I want to set this up just for a second. As you're finding that, let me kind of give you just a little bit of background in what's going on, all right? So it's Passover week, and we really don't have time to dial that in, but most of you guys know the story. The reason for Passover was for everyone to come in and get their, get their sins forgiven. It was a remembrance of the time when, when God told the people that you will show the world that you believe in me when you put blood on your doorpost. And the angel of death will pass over you if I see the blood on the doorpost. Amen. All right? So you hence see the sealing of a promise through blood. And so now it's Passover week. And the one thing I think we as uh, uh, folks that love this guy named Jesus is that we forget that he has participated in Passover since he was a little fella. His daddy took him. 
Remember, there was that one time he was in the temple. And so Jesus has participated in the way Passover was to have been given until this year. To Telestai. It's about to be finished. To Telestai. It is about to be finished. And so he's going in and he's telling the old boys, he's saying, look, they know what week it is. And they've been hanging out at Lazarus' house. They're at Bethpage, Bethany. And so if you remember, Lazarus is the one, if that was a prequel to the sequel to the, to I don't know, it was a foreshadowing, whatever words you want to use, Jesus called him out of the grave after four days. Called him out. Lazarus, come out of there, man. And take those death clothes off. And so that's what you're doing with people when you're living life with them. You're saying, hey, let's take those death clothes off. And let's be clothed in the righteousness of Christ that's, that is for our freedom, that's for our empowering. That's why we celebrate this day every day. And so he's hanging out with them. And Jesus is looking at the boys and he says, um, all right, it, it's time. He's getting ready to go to Jerusalem. Go get the donkey. Go get the donkey. When you go into the city, you'll see a donkey with its colt. Go get it. Bring it back to me. Now, before we go on and see the narrative, if I'm one of the guys, I'm kind of looking at Jesus going, uh, Teacher, Lord, that's stealing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I read where we're not supposed to do that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that one. But he, he assures them that when someone asks you what you're doing, you tell them who it's for. They'll release him and you bring him to me. And they did. And they found it to happen just as Jesus told them it would do. And so look at John 12 just for a second. Jesus probably still smelling really good because he had just been anointed. Oh. So he gets on there. And so that's a descent that he's going down into the city. And word had already spread that he's coming. Okay? Crowds are starting to gather. The Messiah is coming. Jesus the Savior is coming. And people are coming by the thrones to see Jesus come in. Where would we be in the crowd? How close to the edge would you want to be? This, I just want to read this first and we're going to go back and just kind of unpack the rest of it. John 12, verse 12. So now it's the next day. And the news that Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem swept through the city. A large crowd of Passover visitors took palm branches, went down to the road to meet him. They shouted, praise God, blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hail to the king of Israel. Gang, quick time out. There are throngs of people that are screaming, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. It's not like this. Hey, Hosanna. Hosanna? With question mark? Messiah? 
Maybe? Question mark? They're freaking, Hosanna! Throwing palm leaves down, branches, throwing garments down. Our guys riding in on a donkey. By the way, which represents in this era, peace. If you were at war and, a, and the king of the particular country rode in to meet another king, and if he rode in on a horse, it was war. But if he rode in on a donkey, it was peace. He says, man, I come in peace. I'm coming to rest. And so Jesus is coming in on the donkey to throngs. And they would know what this means, gang. They would know that Jesus is bringing peace. He's bringing reconciliation. He's bringing forgiveness. He's bringing mercy. Not all of them understood it. So in this moment, we've got a big throng of believers. Hosanna! Yes, Jesus is coming. And at the very end, we see where Jesus did what we've been talking about. He found the young donkey wrote on it, fulfilling the prophecy that said, don't be afraid, people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming, riding on a donkey. Wow. And so look, go back to Zechariah just for a second. Look what he's taking away. He's taking away the chariots. It was the main vehicle of war. He's taking away the war horses. He's taking away the battle bow that will be broken. And he is proclaiming peace to the nations. And then 500 years later, give or take a year or two, John the Baptist says, Look, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That's what he's taking away. And he's handing us freedom. He's handing us peace. He's handing us reconciliation. The force is with me. The force is with me and I am one with the force. The force is with me and I am one with the force. So where are we in the crowd? Where are you in the crowd? Where are the people that we live life with in your marketplace, pastoring, mentoring, living life? Where are they in the crowd? Are they shouting Hosanna? Are they just skeptical? Do they not quite understand? And gang, all of that is still today. There was doubt this day. There's doubt today. Palm branches represent respect, celebration, victory, and immorality. And so when they're laying those palm branches out, man, they're saying... The king of peace, the prince of peace is coming. The prince of peace is coming. And then something happened, didn't it? The throng that was shouting, Hosanna, 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 started shouting, murder him, kill him, give us Barabbas, we want Jesus on the cross. What happened to him? How did they turn so quickly? What was their motive in turning from the one that they shouted, He is the Prince of Peace, to the one where they said, I want Him dead! Where are we in the crowd? 
And so for us that are the throng of people going, Hosanna! Hosanna! He is who He says He is. And He makes us who we are through Him. And so we're part of the ones that said you never have to put your palm branch down. You, gang, you never have to put your palm branch down. Look at Revelation here just for a second. Verse, uh, chapter 7, verse 9. There's always crowds when Jesus is around. There's always crowds when God is around, man. When He's coming into a city, thrones are coming. Thrones are coming. And then one by one, little by little, some fall away. Believers turn into unbelievers real quick. And we don't want to guess what that is. What is our role in this game? Love God, love others. Love God, love others. And so when we know that He loves us, that gives us the ability, that gives us the source to love others. Starting with who? Self. That's what He said. He said, I'm going to sum it all up for you. You love me with all you got. And you love others as you love yourself. It's a big deal. Revelation 7. After this, I saw a vast crowd, too great to count, from every nation and tribe and people and language, standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. Look, we, I want to put the word we. We are clothed in white robes and held palm branches in their hands. And they were shouting with a great roar. Salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. The force is with me and I am one with the force. The, come on, you can say it with me. The force is with me and I am one with the force. And do you believe? And do you believe? And the thing is, is that a lot, most of the time we do. And it's in those moments when we start to come off of that believing that we come in and going, I'm basing my believing on something else besides the empty tomb of Christ. Therefore, you look, look, gang, real quick. You take a look at the cross. That cross means Zippo without the empty tomb. I'm going to say that again. The cross means nothing. It's a, it's, a, it's a piece of death. It's an instrument of death. But with the empty tomb of Christ, it means everything that it was sealed in His blood. That our forgiveness, our protection, our acceptance, our righteousness, our power, our source, our redemption, our ability to live life through crazy is based on the empty tomb of Christ. The force is with me, and I am one with the force. Man, praise God. So I'm starting to see a triumphant entry just a little bit different. Um, here's what I want us to do. When we celebrate this, I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to hold part of it, and then somebody, they want to come and hold the, the cup. Uh, somebody can do that with me. I'll pick somebody here in a second. <laughs> That used to be called, the when it first started, it used to be called the love feast. It was, all, it was called the love feast. And I love that because that's exactly what it is. God's desire through Christ to redeem and reconcile us was done to love. Because he knew 
that he was going to pluck you out of eternity and make you for the lifespan that you've lived in this moment. So it's a very intentional God. And he's made you on purpose for this purpose. And that's to show others who we believe God to be in our lives. And we do that in the place where you live life the most. In home, and at work, in schools, in our universities. And then we come back here to participate together in the love feast. And we've left that chair there on purpose about a month ago. Because we've said Christ is there inviting us to his table. He's saying, man, come and celebrate with me. 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 So I'm asking us all together to stand up. Because you see, there is going to be a scene when Jesus comes back, right? That's what all of us believe. That are believers in this crazy wild man Jesus. I just love that guy. I absolutely love him. He is the source of love. And so gang, he's coming back. He's, he's coming back. He's coming back. And we don't know when. But we get this chance to live life knowing that he is coming back. And that we're equipped with him because of our belief in the empty tomb. And so here's what we want to do. We want to celebrate this love feast together. Everyone, when you walked in the room, you're family. And it's because of Jesus. And so we're united. And so everyone participate. We participate here by taking the bread that, that represents his body. And we dip it in the cup that represents his blood. That was sealed. And so we're saying as a world, we believe that everything was taken away through Jesus Christ, and we believe he's coming back, and that makes us one through him. So I'm going to pray for us. So Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for absolutely just whooping the heck out of the enemy. Therefore, giving us victory, Father, giving us the ability to live life in a way where we never have to put down the palm branch. Father, that we are living in victory because of how you have given that to us. And so, Lord, as we celebrate as a people together, as a family, Father, that we would uh, be reminded of who you are in our life. And that may be different for a lot of people in the room, and it's, we definitely know it's different for a lot of people out in the world that we live life with. But, Father, let us be consistent in just loving you and loving others. And releasing the results of that. So Lord we love you. Thank you for loving us first. And it's the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.